0: So let's talk about the studio process with, uh, with Fetty Wap. How was it meeting Fetty Wap for the first time?
1: It was dope. He's super humble. You already know he was with the gang. So they pulled up. Lots of kush. Um, my mom was there. So that was interesting. It was funny as hell. At the really? time. Did was- you
0: get high in front of your mom?
1: Nah. I didn't nah. even <laughs> smoke at the time, to be honest with oh, you. Yeah? I,
0: was
1: <laughs> I didn't even start smoking until I was like 20. Yeah. Like,
0: okay. I was- you're a late 18. bloomer.
1: so um it was dope he he's so sweet he is such a sweetheart um basically was just like oh like what's what's the vibe what's the concept and I told him because this the record is based off of my life I had been in a relationship for like five years and it was awful (laughs) it was terrible but um for some reason I really like this kid so I was like you know why don't you want me? What's up? Like I'm awesome. Nobody's better than me. And that's that's pretty much what I told him. And he was like, "Baby, what you see is what you get."
0: <laughs> what? So let's start from, you know, the beginning. Um, How did your career start in music?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, So I've kind of always just had a singing background. I sang since I was around four years old. And um, the way that I actually got involved in music is that my, like, kindergarten music teacher from school was putting together, you know, like, those showcases that um they have for the parents during like spring or winter time. Okay. Yeah. We're doing one of those. And I was super involved um at like four or five years old in the music class and like participating, showing like the other classmates how to sing the song or whatever. And my teacher saw that. So she contacted my mom and was like, Hey, do you know that your daughter actually sings? And she's pretty good my mom was like get out of here like how do you know she's only like five how can you tell so young she's like trust me I know like I can see her um developing very well she's super young and she's doing really well so far so please invest in it my mom called me after school one day and was like Susie come here like okay (laughs) sing for me she says and I go and I sing like I don't know, twinkle, twinkle little stars, some nursery rhyme song thing. And she yeah. was like, oh, you know what? I could see what she's talking about. So from that point forward, I um, was enrolled in vocal training. So I am trained classically, operatically, and um, sing all these crazy opera songs as well, um, besides just all of the hip hop and like pop music that I do.
0: Does you know, music run in your family?
1: No, um, not really, actually. <laughs> okay. I'm the first one to really like dabble into the music. So right. it's interesting. It's interesting. So but it's um, definitely... I have a lot of support from my family, which means like everything, because a lot of people don't have that like luxury of having support from your family.
0: Right. That's true. That's true. So it's more like raw talent. And then you became music literate later down the line. Which is cool because a lot of people, like you said, you know, it's it's more like, hey, my dad is so and so, my mom is so and so. So it was inevitable for it to happen for me to get in the industry, you know, but that's cool that you actually you come from a background to where your parents were more like thinking logistically and you came up as a creative that's dope yeah
1: it's um it's like cool and it's also a little bit annoying because I do sometimes wish that I had somebody that could relate to what I do and what I'm going through at times and nobody really knows like how to like give me advice on certain things so I come from a family um that is from the Dominican Republic my parents are both from there um they came here when they were like 18 19 years old and had my brother and my sister and then I came like super late. So my brother's 18 years older than me and my sister's 13 years older than me. So I was a surprise baby.
0: (laughs) So you're the baby. Um,
1: Yeah. So everybody's like super supportive about what I do, but they don't really know how to like, guide me and it becomes a little bit frustrating sometimes because they they want the best they want to support but at the same time it's like music is something where it's not always like guaranteed so they're like right. you need a second plan you need this and you need to do that and it, it becomes hectic
0: <laughs> yeah uh let's talk about uh, your nationality you've been american dominican um what's the culture like the dominican culture
1: it's freaking awesome i love <laughs> And again, I'm so proud of my roots, um, Afro-Latina, heard it. Um, we are super loving, crazy people who love to eat and drink and have a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And um, I love everything about the culture, the music especially, and I'm really excited to let you know, also, I'm not sure if you were aware, I'm dropping music in Spanish, Um, So my first Spanish record um, actually came out February 14th, so Valentine's Day. It's called Amor Toxico, and um, it's a super dope song about a toxic relationship um, that I had gone through. (laughs) So um, dabbling into that market is interesting. It's a little bit scary because it's something new, but it's something I've always wanted to do since I was younger. So I'm excited to finally be doing it.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I definitely tapped in. I checked out the, the new song, "More Toxico. What does that title mean in English?
1: It means toxic love.
0: Toxic love, okay. And um, for inspired artists or just women in general who, who need advice, relationship advice, uh, what can you tell them about being in a toxic relationship? What was some advice you'll give
1: them? Ladies, 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 if you're listening to me and receiving this message, you need to do what is best for you at the end of the day, because nobody's going to care or do more for you than yourself. If you're in a situation where somebody's not meeting you halfway or going a hundred about you, then Thanks. it's not worth your time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are like billions of people out there that will give you everything you've been begging for. I promise you.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Plenty fish in the sea. Exactly. All right. Cool. Um, so when it comes to guys and dating, do you date more like the industry guy who understands your lifestyle? Or do you do you date like the regular guy, job guy who, you know, working nine to five, went to school, pursuing a regular career? What type of guys are you into?
1: So I don't really have like a type. I can't necessarily say I have a type. For me, it's more so about like your personality. I could really Give two shits about like what you do. It's more so about like, can you connect with me? Can you like spark my mind and like give me ideas and make me excited and have a good time and laugh with me? I'm a jokester. I love to joke. I love to prank and like be crazy. So if you can't, like, you know, if the chemistry is not there, then it's just a dub, you know?
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. All right, let's get back into the music. Um, we talked a little bit about you being raw talent and how you came up doing music. Let's talk about your recording process. I'm sure it's different when you get in the studio. Do you write, produce, record your own songs? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So with my music, I actually decided to dive deeper um, because I had so many ideas running through my mind that I just didn't understand or know how to explain to my engineer so I said you know what I'm gonna learn the lingo I'm gonna learn the system and <laughs> I became an audio engineer so not only am I an artist but I'm an audio engineer um, and I work hey, at studios you. in the Bronx super um, proud of that <clears throat> because it's something that allows me to take my music to the next level and I get to help other people as well so it's dope Um, but my recording process is different I feel from a lot of people sometimes I write sometimes I don't write a lot of times I freestyle like melodies and I'll um, just like pick my favorite like vibe and just write off of that okay yeah it it really varies also because I know some people are like oh it takes me 15 minutes to write a song or it takes me three days. It, it kind of just varies with that as well. If the vibe is off, then it takes me a, a bit longer to like write something, I guess.
0: Okay. What's your studio vibe usually like? Is it people in there? Are you drinking? Are you smoking? What do you do to catch a vibe in the studio? Oh, well,
1: I'm a smoker. Definitely a smoker. I don't really put that out there, but I like smoking.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Thanks. Um, my vibe in the studio is definitely we got some bud rolled up nice kiss rolled up in a blunt (laughs) and then um it's usually like me and like one or two other people okay or it's just me by myself um so i'll like do the if it's me by myself i'll do the mic right in the room and just like record myself vibe or other people then i'll have another engineer there
0: that's (laughs) lit. what's your favorite strand
1: uh, what is my favorite strand?
0: Yeah, your favorite weed strand. I don't
1: know. I've been smoking a lot of like gelati lately.
0: Gelati? Okay. Is that gelati. a sativa or indica?
1: I don't know. Melly, do you know what gelati is? We have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, for sure. I'm more of like a kush guy. I love kush. Indica. Okay. Exactly. indica for sure. All right, cool. And I noticed you got some big collabs. You've done some big collabs in the past. I'm pretty sure they're going to continue. Um, so how do you go about picking collabs for your songs? And, you know, just the vibe on that. How does that work?
1: Um. Okay, so my collab situations both kind of just happened. Okay. Um, I was planning for my feature with Fetty Wap, for the record that's titled Nobody's Better. That was my okay. first ever record that i put out that wasn't a cover (laughs) so it it was crazy it was a a a very interesting start i was planning on making like my original music already okay and my friend rob um who is a songwriter and engineer was the one who was helping me with the project and at the time um he was like posting stuff on Facebook about Fetty Wop and like oh I'm so proud and blah 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 and my mom has him on Facebook she's like Rob why are you like fanboying so hard over Fetty Wop? like are you really like that big of a fan of his and he goes oh like that's actually my little brother so <laughs> little did we know that you know he was related to Fetty And my mom, being a mom, was like, oh, my God, have him make a song with Susie. And he was like, "Okay." So that's kind of how that one happened. And um, we linked up, played the record out, caught the vibe. And it was just a really awesome time. He's super dope.
0: How did you pick the production for that record from writing it, you know, executive producing? Like, how did it come about fully? Were you sending, you know, the vocals over? Was it all done through email? Did you come to the, the studio and catch a vibe? everything was
1: pretty much just like me and Rob one-on-one for the most part the production I found online um oh my gosh I forgot the website oh I forgot the website it's okay um no free promo (laughs)
0: yeah thanks
1: um but we found the beat there and then I just like emailed the producer
0: And he was actually
1: about to sell it, like, I think he was going to sell it to someone I was like, no, please, like, I need this beat. (laughs) And I told him what, like, I had in mind, and he was like, you know what, cool, let's see if we get it together, and then it just, it came together.
0: (laughs) Sick. So did you, uh, did you lease the beat, or did you buy the the rights? All right.
1: I bought the rights.
0: Okay, that's smart. (laughs) For sure, so you get all the publishing on that, for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, I own all my music. That's one thing that I made sure um, starting that I just have ownership of everything because I hear so many like crazy stories and like being independent is awesome. The only thing that I do and will say is like, it's not an easy thing to do. You need to have a lot of discipline. You need to have a plan. You need to um, be strict with your own deadlines and have some sort of budget to work with so it's a lot for just like one person
0: (laughs) Facts. so let's talk about the studio process with uh with Fetty Wap how was it meeting Fetty Wap for the first time
1: it was dope he's super humble you already know he was with the gang so they pulled up lots of kush um my mom was there so that was interesting it was funny as hell at the time did you
0: get high in front of your mom
1: Nah, I didn't even no. smoke at that time. To be honest with
0: oh, you, yeah?
1: I, I didn't even start smoking till I was like twenty. Yeah, like
0: Okay. I was you're a late bloomer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was dope. He he's so sweet. He is such a sweetheart. Um, basically, was just like oh like what's what's the vibe what's the concept and I told him because this the record is based off of my life I had been in a relationship for like five years and it was awful <laughs> it was terrible but um for some reason I really liked this kid so I was like you know why don't you want me what's up like I'm awesome nobody's better than me and that's that's pretty much what I told him and he was like <laughs> Baby, what you see
0: is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, so the hook was pretty much just like an acapella that, that Fetty did and he, he went in the studio and recorded it.
1: What was that? Repeat it.
0: The hook for the song, it was pretty much just like an acapella, a Fetty vibe in from what you was telling him. And then he went and recorded it.
1: Um, he kind of just came up with that on the spot. When he, like, after he heard what I said, he, like, went into the mic and, like, mumbled a bunch of stuff and then came up with that. And I was, like, that's fire.
0: (laughs) And how did you record your verses?
1: My verses took a little bit more time writing because I was just getting started with music and writing my own music. So it was a lot more thought out than his process was. Um, But... It was a lot of just kind of like playing with words of things that I would say or like looking through text messages and just like weird little things like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's a whole vibe. And let's talk about the marketing side. Because obviously, I mean, the video, it was some type of budget there. You got the exotic cars and everything. The marketing (laughs) was done right. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about the visuals. Um, Did you direct that yourself? uh, Did you have a director as far as like the location, everything, wardrobe? How was that figured out?
1: Yeah, so um, we kind of put it together. Me and Rob, he had known someone um, that had directed one of his videos. um, And they go under I Can Visions, um, if I'm not mistaken. They were super dope. um, And I kind of just gave them the idea of what we were trying to do i found the locations um i kind of just put everything in play i got my girls together i got the whips together i got the wardrobe together um and then we showed up and shot it
0: (laughs) okay and what was the response like when you first put it out
1: it was crazy it was um interesting because they didn't put the video out for another year after the record was out So the record was going like nuts. It was like a, it was like slowly going nuts. It was like a snowball effect. (laughs) That's what we'll call it. Um, And we didn't really know like that that was going to happen. Cause when I put the record out, you know, it was my first song. I released it on YouTube and on like SoundCloud and then, you know, all the DSPs and I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to put this here and see what happens. I'm thinking it's going to be like a cover and it might get like 2,000 views, 3,000 views. What? Are you kidding me? I put the record out and people went crazy. My town went nuts. Definitely went nuts. And it was just like everybody was sharing it, sharing it, sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. It It ended up getting viral in the Philippines.
0: Wow. Um, And then
1: it it blew up it got like million. it's millions of views. <laughs> That's lit. So, um,
0: How many views yeah, is it currently sitting at right now?
1: Um.
0: What's the numbers on that thing? Has it won you gold yet? You...
1: The numbers for the video or for... Or just
0: in general, you know, accumulated streams, has it won gold yet? Have you received any like plaques?
1: So to be honest, yeah. I don't know if it's certified for anything or qualified for certification, but it has collectively um, over 180 million streams. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you
0: viral. you viral, for sure.
1: It's like, you know, and crazy. Um, and I still haven't gone to the Philippines. I really want to go to the Philippines. Yeah, you I'm should really be performing at, at
0: like a stuff. festival out there.
1: I'm trying to go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> for for sure. real.
0: You're you doing a whole arena tour in the Philippines.
1: Oh, no hell cat. yeah, I'm out there. I am hey, so, out there.
0: Cool. So let's talk about your uh, your follow up record special for you with Tori Lanes. How did that come about?
1: That one was really dope also. So my friend Corey Chorus um, sent me that record and he was like, hey, I created this record with a friend of mine. We were like on a retreat somewhere on a mountain or whatever. And this is what came out of it. I'm listening to it i'm like you know what this is a bop like i really really like this i want to record it so i go i record it we're at um i think the studio sony has in like downtown in the city and after i'm done recording it i'm listening back and i'm like you know what like i think i want a guy on this i feel like it needs a guy and they're like well who are you thinking and I was obsessed with like Tory Lanez and Bryson Tiller. Those are the two guys I was listening to the most. And I was like, it's, it's got to be either one of those two. So a couple of different people, like my manager reached out, the producer reached out, and then like my cousin actually knows somebody on his team. So through like multiple <laughs> different routes, we reached out and they were like, yeah, we fuck with it. And um, we made that happen too. Uh, he came out to the city and record. We recorded it at Quad Studios. It was dope. <laughs> He's another person also that like definitely inspires my recording process.
0: Okay, so what was that recording process like in the studio, from the write-in to you know the studio vibe, engineering? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, he kind of just also sits in front of the mic and like freestyles everything's like off the top of the head and it'll be like no I like that no that was good let's do it again or he's like a perfectionist too so
0: <laughs> just like punching it. yeah and, and did you take like a different route as far as recording your verses and writing your verses for that song sorry did you take a different route this time versus like the fatty wop that being your first record so you took a little bit more time on it Writing and everything. How was your writing process for this song?
1: Oh, so this record, I didn't write this one. My friend wrote it and sent it to me, and I heard it was like, "This is the bop. I gotta record it."
0: <laughs> okay, lit, lit.
1: <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. And you've had some singles you put out since then. um How are those records doing? What was the response like from there? Not, you know, coming out with a collab and having been your own artist and just having a single. No, no vibes, no features, you know, no yeah, feature
1: they're vibes. Good. Um, a lot of people really mess with like my RB b stuff. All of my tracks that I have out are different. That's another thing. Like you won't find two tracks that I have that really sound the same. And that's one thing that I kind of did because I was experimenting with my own sound. So I have like a bunch of different records in the vault that um, people haven't even heard yet that I'm really excited about yeah um all different styles I'm rapping I'm singing I'm doing it all
0: (laughs) that's lit and of course you got visuals for those tracks too so how are you shooting your visual nowadays compared to your first single
1: yeah so um funny you mentioned that I actually opened up my own production company called Indigo City Productions and I have black magic 6k pocket cinema camera that i shoot Lit. my content on <laughs> um yeah i kind of am the type of person where if something's not getting done for me or if i can't find somebody that's reliable i'm gonna learn how to do it myself so that's what i did <laughs> i'm kind of I put my, like, team together. Finally, I'm happy to say I have a pretty solid team standing right now. Um, it's t- it's taken me quite some time to get here, uh, but we're ready and rolling. So that's what's important.
0: <laughs> Facts. Okay. Any uh, future visuals we should be looking forward to coming out yes. soon?
1: Yes. So I have the video for Amor Tóxico brewing. It's almost ready to come out. It should be coming out towards the end of this month. Okay. Um, I have visuals for this record i have called run it up which is a drill record um Lord. i have visuals coming also for some other spanish records that i have <laughs> so it's just a whole bunch of stuff that should be pouring out this year
0: okay that's lit oh, any, any uh, spanish collabs you're doing some bad bunny collabs you oh know? my
1: gosh i, I would <laughs> freaking that would be one thing as of right now, none currently, but I'm super open to collabing uh, with the Spanish feature.
0: Okay. Who you have in mind? I mean, go ahead and break oh, it right yeah. now on the platform for Mike those top Mike
1: Towers ends. is, like, one of my favorite guys out there. Say it right one now. more time. Mike Towers.
0: Okay. I rock with Mike yeah. Towers.
1: Mike Towers is dope. I would love to do something with... Um, Like, Carol G. I don't know if you're familiar with her.
0: Yeah, Carol G for sure.
1: Yeah. And, like, um, Anuel. He's dope. Super dope. Is that (laughs) an
0: annual AA? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay, I know. I can see you. Um, Yeah,
0: I'll be tapped in, for sure. Okay. I mean, Mike Towers was was your first choice. What is it about Mike Towers that does it for you? It's like, man, I need him on a record.
1: Um... I don't know he's just somebody that i find myself listening to a lot i like his style um and i feel like our voices would go nicely together
0: okay (laughs) that's that's lit
1: yeah i'm excited 2021 is gonna be a really busy year it's already been super busy um, between a bunch of different stuff that i'm working on with content creation working as an engineer still songwriting for myself and for, like, other people and having the production company. It's a lot of stuff going on, but um, we're ready to, like, show everybody what we've been working on for the past couple of years, so... 2020 kind of allowed us to reflect on some of the things that we were working on and how I wanted to release them but now the time is here so (laughs) it's coming real soon.
0: I mean obviously you stayed busy through the pandemic. Have you been able to do that? Have you benefited from the pandemic or you felt like you know it was a setback for you because obviously you come up with your production studio you're still putting out music so what has the pandemic done for you?
1: It's definitely been a hindrance with certain aspects in in terms of like traveling and touring because I was planning to start that back in 2020 and of course that shut everything down Um, but I did take the time to like reflect on like the projects that I had going on because I felt like we were moving and moving and never taking time to like take a breath and refresh and let everything sink in for a quick okay. second. So that, that was one thing that I felt was beneficial for my state of mind with like planning things. Cause I can overwhelm myself for sure. Um, it's allowed me to take a different approach with things too. Um, in terms of, um, how to produce, <laughs> because a lot of things were done virtually like our interview right now it's via zoom I've had a lot of meetings like that and um we even tried shooting a video like that as well so it's just a lot of experimenting everybody's kind of like in an experimental state
0: facts <laughs> and that's work and mental health let's talk about physical health um, obviously like the gyms they closed down a lot of people going to the parks working out on the street how have you adjusted state and stayed in shape during the pandemic
1: yeah for sure um I dance so dancing's definitely a workout and um there there's a bunch of like online classes that I've attended but there have been some in-person classes that I have gone to um where you know COVID regulations are Set in um in the area, and we you know shake it until we sweat. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. Yeah, it's, I noticed it's, you mentioned.
1: Very really active, especially with like the whole pandemic too. Um, mm-hmm. good stress relief and uh mind <laughs> mind oh. uh, refresher. I don't know where I'm going with that.
0: <laughs> twenty. Survive. It definitely helps. I mean, weed has been essential. It's helped a lot of people get through the pandemic. For sure, and even one of them. Um, <laughs> lit. So how's your uh how's your stage performance? We we talked about the pandemic kind of hindering you from being able to perform and stuff. Let's talk about what you what Susie looked like on stage.
1: Yeah, so on stage you could expect me with like two or uh four girls dancing I like to put on a whole show so if you come to see me we're dancing our asses off I'm singing uh I like to amp the crowd up a lot and talk in between (laughs) sessions um when you come to one of my shows the one thing that I want specifically is for whoever purchased a ticket to feel like they want to come back
0: because sure. there's
1: shows that you go to and you're like, oh, you know, like I could have, this is a little boring. No, you're going to get a <laughs> full-out performance from me. We're dancing, we're singing, we're talking, laughing. It's a whole vibe. So I'm really excited to get on the road and start touring.
0: And when concerts and festivals were in, were you going to a lot of concerts and festivals? Have you been to any where the artists inspired you or any concerts that you want to go to that you haven't been able to yet? Um,
1: I actually haven't been able to go to any of them because right when I was going to COVID shut everything down. <laughs> so that's the one thing I was, I guess, disappointed the most about, um, cause it was going to be my first time going to these like festivals, like South by Southwest and the, uh, what is it rolling loud, right. but, uh, Coachella. Um, yeah. Coachella, Coachella is another one. But yeah. it's all right.
0: <laughs> so, who, who does Susie want to see perform? Who you want to see live on stage? Ooh,
1: um, who do I want to see on stage?
0: Hmm,
1: I've seen a couple of people already, so I'm not going to mention those people. But I would love to see.
0: Well, Go some because clout here on the Black, Black show.
1: show. See on stage, are you talking about a new performance, or do you mean just anybody? It, it
0: doesn't matter. I mean, even if you if you've seen it on YouTube, like artists performing, like damn, that was inspiring. I want to see him perform in real life, or whatever the case may be.
1: Um, I would probably want to see the weekend.
0: Okay, why the weekend?
1: His set would probably just be insane. Yeah, and like everything in there is probably just crazy. I love him. I love his music. I would, I've been a fan of his since he was like super like underground and grungy and like masochistic. Now he's super like um, disco. Uh, <laughs> I love him. It's a fun change, though.
0: Facts. Uh, what do you think about his new album, The Weekends?
1: Listen, to be honest.
0: Okay. Blinding lights.
1: I'm gonna have to take a, a listen to that.
0: Have you seen a Super Bowl I, performance?
1: No.
0: You didn't get to see the weekend I'm Super Bowl performance sure this year?
1: This all the time. No, I didn't see anything.
0: That was big. I'm pretty sure you've seen the memes online though. When he was like walking through the maze. Nah. Oh, uh, you gotta check that out when we uh when we finish interviewing <laughs> the weekend super bowl performance. That was big this year. That was a whole moment for sure.
1: Wow, I definitely have to check it out. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on when the Super Bowl was. Like, I was at work in the studio, <laughs> caved in, locked in.
0: That's right. All right. Speaking of work in the studio, um, please drop any projects that we need to be looking forward to. We already tapped in with you, Susie. So, any projects you want to break right now on the Leo Black show that you've been working on?
1: Um. Definitely. I would love to share some music with you guys, but... I would do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> you said what?
1: You said if I could share it with you like right now?
0: Not right now, but just break any news right now. Any projects that you're working on that we should be looking forward to.
1: Oh, oh, um well yeah the, the Amor toxico video is coming out soon. That should be out um by the end of this month and I'm not gonna say exactly what but you guys may be seeing me on a TV opportunity um for okay. one of the networks in the near future <laughs>
0: okay and that says an artist or an actor both actress yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i can't speak too much on it because you know nothing's like final yet but the tv opportunities are being explored and you guys may see something <laughs> in the near future that's all i can say on that
0: Hey, we're looking forward to that susie um Now, as far as your name, we noticed that she used to go by Z, and now you change your name to Susie. So let's talk about the name change, because there was a time where, you know, I got some advice, and people were like, bro, like, being in the industry, you're going to go through some name changes. You probably change your name four or five times before you really just, like, choose to, you know, roll with something. And that may be even after you invest in yourself, and you invest in that brand, and then you have to change it. It could be a headache, too, so... Let's talk about your name change and why you do it.
1: Yes. Okay. So coming out with Z, the reason why I selected Z is because in high school, me and my group of girlfriends used to watch Gossip Girl and they all like referred to each other by their first initials. So we started doing that and it kind of just stuck and everybody was calling me Z. So I was like, you know what? It's kind of cool. It's one letter. Nobody really has that. But I didn't think about the fact that, yeah, nobody has that. It's one letter. It's the last letter. It's Z. It's super hard to mark it. And most places are not going to allow you to use this as your username because it's literally one character. (laughs) So sometime we made it work. We used it's your girl underscore Z um, as my atlas. And that's how most people knew me as like, it's your girl Z. Um, Then it just became kind of more of like a business decision for me where I was like, you know, it's getting really difficult for people to find me. If you look me up on Google, it comes up as the last letter of the alphabet. So that's not really helpful. (laughs) Um, And my whole life, my nickname has been Susie because my first name is Suzette. Um, and my family and close friends have just always called me Susie so I was like you know what I'm just gonna change it it's gonna be Susie it makes sense it's me um and it'll be way easier to find me on places (laughs) so I need to stick and like work um but it's still a part of me
0: thanks that's dope yeah, I, uh, at first I thought it was, like, it had something to do with, like, I Am Sue, because he called herself Susie, too. So, is, is there some correlation there with, with I Am Sue and Susie? So,
1: I have, I have never met this guy before. Okay. And I had never listened to his music before up until one day someone commented on one of, like, you know, my video or, like, the audio of Nobody's Better and was, like, you stole this record from I Am Sue. And I was like, "What? What on earth are you talking about?" I go on this kid's profile and I listen to the record, and I'm like, "Dude, like this sounds exactly like my song. This is kind of crazy." So I'm like, mm. um, "All right, that's a little interesting. It kind of has some of the same words too. I guess he mm. just got inspired and flipped it." But um, I don't think I don't think that um, we discussed these things before. <laughs>
0: wow, so there, there isn't any, like, correlation between the two records. Have you and your team tried to reach out and be like, hey, what's up?
1: Um, I'm not even sure. I think somebody did try reaching out back in, like, 2016. Because I had checked also with the dates because I'm like, what the heck? Like, where is this coming from? Did somebody get inspired by somebody else? Or, like, what is is my song like inspired by somebody else's record and my song came out like months before maybe even a whole year before that record came out so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but anyway, if he did you know gain inspiration from my record it's kind of like flattering so thank you but we gonna have to talk <laughs>
0: <laughs> fact. you gotta make a trip out here to cali
1: that's a fact
0: do you come out here a lot like to LA. <laughs>
1: Cali twice okay maybe three times I think it was three times
0: what was that like been on the west coast was it like a culture shock or a little bit
1: I didn't know what to expect I think I kind of uh glamorized things a lot more because of tv and then when I got there I was like oh okay like this is a lot different than what I expected but it's super dope still like I love going to LA it's so chill and I felt like as soon as I get off the plane over there like because I'm from the east coast you know New York New Jersey area and over here we're super like fast paced go 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 go. you Thanks. get to LA and like wow I can breathe people aren't like <laughs> pushing you out the way and like breathing on you
0: <laughs> that's lit um so yeah we covered a lot suzy if you want to talk about anything else or just drop some links for your social media Now where we tapped in so
1: yeah um everybody could find me on any platform pretty much youtube uh spotify itunes uh instagram by suzy suzi um and you guys can expect a lot of really dope shit coming soon <laughs>
0: Thanks. Thank you for tapping in with the Leo Black Show, Susie. Thank you for everything that you do and look forward to following your career for sure.
1: I'm so happy to have been on here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was an awesome time and I had a lot of fun.
0: Thanks.